Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Real Education, The The Musical. I don't know what that was. So I'm one of your hosts, Wendy, joined, as always, by these guys. Vinny. Mike. (laughs) Are you sure? These guys. (laughs) I'm not sure. I like that you were like (laughs) I pointed at them with a little, like, It just needed, like, snaps with it, basically. (laughs) Those guys. Um... So, uh, and so tonight, today, whenever you listen to this, this episode. No, it has to be at night. If you're listening during the day, <laughs> shut it off. <laughs> no, let them listen whenever they want. Right. Unacceptable. Your marketing skills are really tr- troubling right there. I wonder why I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> so weird, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, this episode, we are going to watch a movie none of us have seen. We learned right. a lesson from the other ones, and we're just. We're just going to go all it. in. We're just going to go all in. Oh, we've never seen it. What could go wrong? We could sit here for two hours going, why, God, why? <laughs> and so this week, we've doubled down on it, and we're going to yeah. make it Japanese, too. It's Japanese, right? It is, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, it's called Princess Raccoon, one we've never seen. <laughs> I'm curious. I mean, I know nothing about it other than what I read on the back of it. Um when we first started doing this, I found a list online somewhere of like, you know, some Buzzfeed headline, like best 25 international musicals you'll ever see. And there were some good things on there. I mean, Umbrellas of Cherbourg was on there and um, like Black Orpheus. And there was some, you know, like it wasn't, it was the one list I found that wasn't just like blatant bullshit. It seemed like it was a reputable list, but this one was on there uh, from Japan and I'd never heard of it, but I saw that it was directed by Seijin Suzuki. Hey, oh yeah. Um, not a name to just throw around. Also, but it's from 2005, you know, and I, yeah, I'm not sure. Our listeners don't know who that is. Yeah, it was, well, so <laughs> I'm not super familiar with him, but I have seen Branded to Kill and Tokyo Drifter, which are from the you know mid 66 and 67, I believe. Um, and those are kind of the tail end of the height of his career, where he was blacklisted from Nikatsu for his pop art aesthetic and general weirdness that he filmed. <laughs> um, so I've seen those two. I know a little bit of the history. Didn't you know? I knew he was blacklisted for ten or fifteen years after uh, Branded to Kill came out, and this is apparently from two thousand five. So thirty years later, Tokyo I... Drifter is the one where Han dies, right? Comedy tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. IMDb says that this is his last film. Okay. His last credit currently. I don't. I know he he died in. Early 2017. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, before, other than this one, the only two I've seen are, are Branded to Kill and Tokyo Drifter, neither of which are Japanese operettas. So, what could go wrong? Based on folklore, yeah, like so much uh, could go right. So yeah, I'm I'm assuming when I first started watching anime as I didn't get into anime until I I was an adult. And I want to be clear, I'm still not into anime, but when I first started learning about anime, a friend invited us over to watch some anime and the anime we watched was based on the folklore of these raccoons who can shapeshift. And so with it being called princess raccoon, I'm like, yeah, it seems probably it's tied to the same folklore. 
Also, I had thought this was going to be animated, um, just based on your description. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds yeah, like an no, animated movie, it right? Is. And then I got here um, and I saw the case, and I was like, "Oh, this is live action." Yeah. Okay. Okay. And whether whether she, like all I know from the back of the the DVD is that um, you know it's it's about a raccoon spirit princess who falls in love with a prince. And whether that means that she shapeshifts or not, I don't know how, how it's going to be. I wanted to be a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I hope she makes that. I hope that's, that's the only, only way to communicate. Yeah, Either that or it's voice. like fucking rocket raccoon, right? Yeah. She's like, I need your eye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. I, but it's played by. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Isn't it? Uh, I think it's Zhang Ziyi, right? Yeah. Sure. From Crouching yeah. Tiger and yeah. Mars of a Geisha I, and all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. So clan name first in Japanese culture. So Zhang Ji. Um, and she, yeah, she, she's lovely. Yeah. She, I like watching her face. Yeah. She's so very nice. She's so, great. Um, I'm Fingers very, crossed. I'm very curious about this because what I remember from the anime I watched was that the raccoons would use their testicles um, to change shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I doubt that the microphone picked it up. <laughs> but Wendy goes, they would use their testicles, and then Jenny goes, hmm. <laughs> it was really a lovely moment. Our not so silent partner, Jenny, doing shit over there, being di- so disruptive. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna watch this movie now. Where did you? Where did you find this? I, I mean, I bought it off of Amazon. Okay. Uh, and it was ten or twelve bucks. Like it was, I couldn't find it anywhere else. And I figured, blind buy for ten dollars, like maybe it's worth it. I mean, who knows? Like, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. like we'll have a great It'll time. Be an experience. I'm, I'm assuming we're gonna have a great time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm excited. Looking at the costumes on the cover, they look like um, uh, classic. What we consider the more classic Japanese, like. Right. Um, Shogun era. Yeah. So I have no idea. We'll see. And yeah, and I mean, the only thing I'm curious about, again, having read the back of it, knowing that it's directed by Seijin Suzuki, it mentions kabuki, operetta, and rock and roll. Can you imagine that? Oh, so, I like, am on I, board. I don't know what to expect from what I can see on the cover and what little is written on the back, but it should be interesting. Okay. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Okay. So, Normally at this point I would break in with the trailer. So maybe instead I'll just read the back of the yeah, case. That might be a good, better. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just someone just like, here's a bunch of people speaking in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tanuki wa hito ni koi yo shite wa narimasenu. Mashite hito ga tanuki wo kouru nazo.
maybe I'll find some Japanese music to underscore it to give it a little bit more vibe. Oh, you can use that movie, the music from uh, the movie last week <laughs> where they did the, Overture. Uh, <laughs> oh God, no! Oh God! Oh God, I had a flashback. Like, what was so great was the, the two seconds where I didn't know what you were talking about were bliss. And then it came crashing in. And I was like, why would you bring that back up, Mike? That's awful. That was terrible. All right, here we go. The, uh, the, the top headline is, um, oh, that's interesting. It's a quote pulled from Anical News. Oh. The most jaw-droppingly insane, hilarious, sweet, beautiful, and tuneful film I've seen in many moons. I loved this movie. It doesn't say which reviewer said that. It just says, ain't cool news. Chinese superstar Zhang Ziyi, Memoirs of a Geisha, stars in the latest film from master Seijun Suzuki, a magical musical adaptation of a well-known Japanese folktale. She stars as Tanuki Hime, a raccoon spirit princess who falls in love with Amichiyo, Joe Odagiri, a human prince banished from his father's kingdom, with musical numbers ranging in style from kabuki to operetta to rock and roll, and designs to set the imagination on fire. Suzuki's dream project is one of the year's most vibrant entertainments, an extravaganza of sight, sound, music, and romance that will amaze the senses and delight the heart. BBC Film says it's a hallucinatory hybrid of Monkey and the Wizard of Oz. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Okay, I'm super excited to watch this right now. All right. So find it on Amazon, watch it, experience this, and uh, and we'll be back. And we'll be back after the jump. Might as well jump. Okay, so that was a thing. Princess that, Raccoon. That Princess Raccoon. That was a fucking Suzuki, is what that was. Oh, guys. absolutely. Oh my god. I, yeah, I mean, like literally five minutes into the movie, I was just like. Guys, we're gonna have to talk about this afterwards. <laughs> how are we? How are we? I don't even know if it was a full five minutes in. It's like a couple of scenes in. Like, yeah. Oh. How are how? we going to describe this? I think before we get too far into anything, what I said during the movie is that each of us ha- should have <laughs> about thirty seconds Uh-oh. to try to explain hard pass. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> um. Wait, I think I can't. Okay. I think go for I, it. I'm broad strokes, broad strokes. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to skip over the details High of. Level. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Pretty in the Sky. Azuchi. Momoyama. Momoyama. <laughs> You're already at least halfway into your 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it in 30. Guys, no. So Mr. Pretty in the Sky is all like, I'm the prettiest. And they're like, no, your son is getting prettier. Well, I'm going to fucking kill him, though. And the son's like, I'm walking in the woods. And the ostrich comes to kill him. And then the princess raccoon finds him. And that part was really confusing. And I don't know how they met cute. But they met cute. And then they're in a boat. Whoa, we're flirting, but it's odd and weird and sort of kabuki-esque. And wait. Oh, and no. And then there was the palace, and they win the palace, and you're a prisoner because you're a human. You can't love him. He's a human. Wait, what if I do love him? I think I love him. Let's go off and sing a little song about it. 
Princess Mr. Pretty in the sky is like, where's my son? He's with the raccoon. No, he wanted to kill the other mountain, Kai, Kaisaru, Kairasu? Kairasu. Kairasu Mountain. I'm going to go over there and kill those bitches. You're going to have to go through the raccoons to do it. That's a bad idea. I can fucking kill the raccoons and kill those bitches. I'm going to do it. Your son is with the raccoons. Excellent. Twofer. Yeah. <laughs> so, kill everyone. And then Madam, Madam F- Fluffy Weird Pants... Comes down. That was her name, yeah. Comes down. Kennedy has fluffy weird pants. BT Dubs, your dad's coming to kill you. He's going to kill the princess too. And she she fights uh, the old the old bat, <laughs> yep. which is an accurate thing to say. She fights the old bat and loses. The old bat goes to the princess like BT Dubs, your dad's coming to kill you and the raccoon. So maybe you should leave and at least save the raccoon. He leaves, and she's heartbroken, and she runs after him, and then they're running on the beach, and Mr. Pretty comes down. I'm going to kill you bitches, and he stabs, and the princess knocks the prince out of the way and stabs her. Straight up. Yeah, like I wasn't going to – like that's a whole conversation. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get into the details, of which there are many. Stabs her. What? You killed my girl. Bring her – and then he was going to run after his dad, Mr. Pretty. No, bring her back here so we can heal her in Raccoon Palace. Oh, she's dying. We need the frog or toad? Frog of paradise. Frog the of frog paradise. of paradise. If, if she could just hear it croak, that would that would cure her. I will go on this quest. And he does. And that's the thing, too. And he finds it. And then the old bat comes. I hate you because you killed my princess. I'm leaving. Well, I found the frog, but I'm dying. Don't die. I feel bad. Still, I'm going to leave you to die. Give me the frog. Excellent. I'm going to go. <sighs> Ribbit, I'm healed. BT Dubs, your boyfriend kind of died finding the frog for you. What? And she run, and somehow the prince ends up up in the clouds with Mr. Pretty, who's not so pretty anymore. Right. Dad, you were going to kill me? What? Dad, slice. And then total fucking Romeo and Juliet maneuver. Here comes Princess Raccoon. Whoa, you're fucking dead. What? Um, oh, Dad, go off and, like, Wicked Witch of the West into a tornado over there and fall in the pee. So he's out of the picture. <laughs> oh, my princess dead. I'm going to slit my own damn throat. That was a baller move. And they're dead. And everybody's sad. And then the prince's mom is like, y'all bitches need to worship me. I'm a nice person. Look at what I made happen. Boom, there's a live again. What was that? Yep. And then there's like three more scenes, and you're like, I don't understand. Why isn't it done? <laughs> it just keeps going. Is there more? I know. It was just like, is this? Is it gonna end? I don't. I don't really follow. There's a ska band playing now, and everyone's a raccoon. And then, uh, <laughs> so hopefully you followed all of that. Yeah. So that was. I'm the... sure that made a lot of sense. Yeah. If you didn't see it, it's absolutely <laughs> having, having seen that description. It, it made about as much sense yeah. oh absolutely so, guys i nailed it no you did <laughs> no, i mean that's i fucking exactly nailed it. it um yeah i don't even know where to start with this one <laughs> i don't either I mean, i'll say I guess, that i guess to be sure to be to be clear i fucking love that but i don't know why and i don't know what happened your mileage may vary. <laughs> yes. Like that's the hashtag. Mildly. That's what this one Probably. should be called. I don't think I loved it as much as you guys <laughs> did. Uh, I thought it was interesting and entertaining, but like, 
I don't ever need to see it again. I'm um, good. <laughs> my husband loves weird shit, and he was like, "This is the best," and I'm like, "Of course you fucking love it." Yeah. <laughs> I very much enjoyed watching it. I am very much going to enjoy talking about it. Should I run into somebody who's like, "I fucking want to see that," I'd be like, "I will watch that again with you." Will I ever watch it on my own again? Probably not. It just it's twenty percent too weird for me. That's and, fair. And like, because there are lengthy scenes of just weirdness. Now, you give me a super cut of just the musical numbers on board. Right. I feel the same way. I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it, but it's also I, – I don't think that it was too weird for me, but I also don't see myself, like, I mean, putting it on and watching it regularly. That's the that we came across was the taxidermy <laughs> raccoon. <laughs> okay, um, we're going to post that picture of taxidermied raccoon that Mike found. Uh, um, but I definitely do think it would be one – for someone who's into weird shit and is – on, at least somewhat on board with watching a musical, then I would totally be like, yeah, let's watch. Like, you should watch something that. crazy. Here you like, whoa, you ready for this? You think you're ready? No, you're not. I like what Jenny said. Honey, I need you to buy this on the Criterion so it's got all the essays that explain what the fuck is happening. Yeah, having anything written about what the hell is going on would be helpful. I, I tried to do a little bit of, of searching while we were watching it, and I found a couple of like plot synopses, but... Even then, they don't really explain the yeah. story, and there's nothing about like the history. Like the back of the the cover, like the of the the case, says that this is was Suzuki's like dream project, but it doesn't really explain that, and I can't find anything anywhere else to corroborate that. Right. So. Well, and the problem. I don't know. The problem, and the, I want to make clear, the problem is a problem on my side of trying to understand this work oh, of yeah. art is that Japanese culture is millennia old. Mm -hmm. And this is a very, I feel it's very dense culturally. There's a lot of things that, that we talked about watching it too, where we're just like, like, there's got to be a significance. And, and there were several things us. that we like Googled as we were watching, like who Canon was and uh -huh. that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's probably a big part of it, too, that it's like it's confusing because you don't it's like if um, I don't know, watching something from uh, like I want to I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to do it in reverse because like American culture kind of takes over everywhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, watch It's like watching a culture that, you know, absolutely nothing about, even though we all have watched our fair share of like Japanese cinema and stuff. This is way more into the like older cultural stuff. That's really ingrained so far into them that I feel like if you lived in Japan, you would probably have absorbed enough of it to appreciate what's going on while we're going. Let's like, be honest. This was a whole bunch of this? fucking Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. What is that? Like, like it was a culture speaking to itself yeah. and you're left on the outside going, I know that means something yeah. and I cannot Right. Like, why are you grabbing your sleeve in that way and holding it out? And then you bite it. Why are we biting our sleeves? Yeah. And well yeah, I mean from the jump. Why like, why are all of our underskirts red? Is right. that are we making a joke about the lips? Is that a particular significance? I know the color red is very powerful color in Japanese culture, but I don't mm -hmm. understand all the shadings of meaning. 
why do the women not have some of the women not have eyebrows, but but the princess does? When we looked at it, is a that a bit, class like, thing? The eyebrows and the, the smudges on the forehead and the black teeth—they're all traditional, like you know, are traditions from hundreds of years ago that had meaning that we don't know. And then the and then you add on the weirdness of, and then it's Suzuki who might yeah. just do shit because why not? Well, I mean, yeah, his whole aesthetic for—I mean, the whole reason. One that one of the main reasons he got blacklisted was because he was just too weird. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the whole like the whole history of Nakatsu and like in, in you know in the the fifties and sixties when he first got his start, like they were just cranking out films, and it, but they weren't giving the directors and the writers weren't given like creative freedom. It's like they were just they were just handed a script and handed a stable of actors to be like make that movie. But it wasn't like, do your thing with it. It was like, follow the script, do exactly what we've told you to do. And he wasn't having it. So he just kept pushing the like boundaries until finally the head of Nikatsu was just like, you're fired. Like, get out. You're never working in this industry again. And he was in this whole legal battle. Like, and he was blacklisted for almost 20 years. Oh. Like, never, like, didn't make another film from 68 to like 78 or 9. I mean, it was... It was 10 years, and even then, it was, like, really hard for him to get work. And so it's just interesting to see, like, it kind of makes sense that this is, like, his dream project because it's, like, the whole history and every, but, but like, paired with everything he loved to do to, like, push the boundaries and just, like, everything's turned up to 11 oh. all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just, like, throw everything at this at the wall and just see what happens. Um, that may be the longest Vinny's ever spoken at once on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz hands. It's true. Uh, well, that or Little Shop. Uh, Probably Little Shop, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's just funny. It's like either got to do Little Shop or weird-ass Japanese movie, and Vinny will pretty go. much sums it up, yeah. <laughs> Vinny's going to be like, this one's mine. Yeah. Tag me in. Tag me in. Um, so it opens up. I mean, it's a set, but it looks more realistic. And a dude's like, a raccoon should not fall in love with a person. And a person should not fall in love with a raccoon. It's the 13th moon. Let's go hunting. And then he goes off and suddenly it's like like a claymation, like like a Rankin-Bass set. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it shows the castle and there's like the voiceover of like, you would think that this was, I forget, you know, I, I think they say, like, you, you would think this is a zoo, like uh, his castle, but it's actually Castle Grace. But then it just, like, jumps. Huh? Oh, sorry, it was Castle Grace <laughs> <laughs> um, But then, it, yeah, but then it just, like, immediately jumps to, I guess, inside the tower, but it's a but, stage. But, but, and that's where it gets really weird because it's, like. It looks like a theatrical stage. Yes, it's very it is, sparse. Yeah. And it is shot very proscenium-like in that it is shot from one one vantage point, the front. Very, like, very few times do they come in. A lot. A lot, yeah. 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 Everything, like, the, the camera setups are weird because they tend to be very mid to far back and then just... It's just a straight on static shot and the action happens in it. But then he does other weird shit. Yeah. So right there in the first few minutes, I'm like, well, it started kind of normal. Now we're in a Rankin Bass and now we're just on a stage set. And it's, it's this very stylized minimalist 
What's a Rankin Bass? Rankin Bass, like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like an elf when the when he's walking and he talks to the snowman, it looks like Rankin Bass, and then like and the narwhal comes up. Oh, good luck fighting your dad, buddy. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Um. Anyway, so but then we get to that like almost Kabuki stage, except I don't know enough about Kabuki to be like, is this Kabuki or just weird? Yeah, I I, I don't know enough either to to really determine what how much of it was meant to be like tribute and how much of it was meant to be like playful. Uh, but there's definitely, I mean, throughout like little like in like jokes and like nods to both like no and Kabuki. It just in like the outfits and all sorts of stuff. But again, I mean, I, I certainly don't know enough to know what's traditional or not. But our first song is like that opera kind of <laughs> song that Mr. Pretty sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Pretty, by the way, is Azuchi Amomama or Yamamata Mom, Moma? Mo, Momoyama. Momoyama. Mom, mo, I don't know, something. Momoyama, that's right. Azuchi Momoyama. He gets His name gets wrapped later in a really great way. And so he comes in and he's like, oh, moonshine on me because I am so pretty. And I am the prettiest. Even the stars say, you're so pretty. I'm the prettiest. And then this. And he is not the prettiest. No, he's all gray. I mean, he no, he's not. No. But it also like, so even before that or in, around the same time, it cuts to various other people that are on stage that are speaking in Spanish and Italian. Yeah. No subtitles. They don't Before ever, he comes to sing, just yeah. like apparently this is some sort of UN up in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I don't know what it was supposed to represent. Yeah, I couldn't. Again, I, I feel like if we knew the folk tale, it would make sense. Right. Maybe, maybe. But then, like this court witch, um, the Mrs. Fluffy Pants lady. But also like Catholic, like a Catholic priest. Yeah, and they Priestess? keep. I, I mean. Yeah, the Mr. Pretty keeps talking about my Catholic faith, yeah. and and his son has a cross. Yeah. And they keep praying to like the imagery the of a rosary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep playing, praying to the Blessed Virgin. It's like, what? Um, and Mrs. Fluffy Pants is all. By the way, you're not going to be the prettiest for very long. Your son getting kind of pretty. I'll kill him. Yeah. Only I can be the prettiest. Because I banished his mother because she didn't do what I asked. So I'll kill him. What? And, okay, I... mm. Yeah, how do we talk about this one, guys? Maybe we just talk about the visuals and the songs we liked and the things we liked. I think so, because otherwise we're just going to be going through what you already went through. and like. Well, that it's going to be a lot of, like, I bet there was some there was some meaning here that we didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to go through that part just for the very quick change in style yeah, to yeah, set yeah. up, yeah. like, oh, very, no, 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 very that. quickly. But, like, going oh. through, I don't think going through, again, plot point, that like, there's just... I mean, there's, yeah... Her, Good luck. Your description at the beginning is is enough, I think, for, yeah. of a plot. Like that's really like, yeah. There isn't much. It's just it just kind of moves forward. Okay, I loved Madame Fluffy Pants' costume. Though, oh yeah, because the bottom of her pant legs. Do we remember in to uh, not to in Priscilla Queen of the Desert when they when they did is it I will survive and they had the weird 
the weird outfits on that the bottom of their feet were like Oh, giant ovals. Yeah. Like giant oh, yeah, ovals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were moving around until their feet were like huge. Like they were walking oh, on yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like snowshoes that that's what the bottom of her pants reminded me of. <laughs> and she kept like sort of hunching down into them. So she looked a little bit more squat <sighs> and weird and her big, big round gray wig. And she also was real snarky and bitchy. I liked, I liked Madam Fluffy Pants a lot. She's great. I did. And her death song, was pretty <laughs> was pretty baller, like pretty tits with the anemone sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. shooting up around her. Yeah. That was cool. I like that a lot. I like that. That's right. Yeah. I like that. Actually, that whole sequence leading into that where they're having like their fight and they have the rope with the two little spheres on it. I have no idea what all of that was about, but it's some sort of battle between the two of them. And it's really cool the way they like keep using like they keep kind of getting caught up in the rope and stuff and the way they like are doing kind of a dance with each other. And it's really cool. I have no idea what the fuck they were doing, but it looked awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole, like the give and take where they're both like wrapping, grabbing and pulling on the rope. And then it ends in rock, paper, scissors. And then, yeah, (laughs) that was the best. The ultimate battle. You know what? We need to just fight hand to hand. Hand to hand (laughs) was the best part. Hand to hand. Rock, paper, scissors. And they do like a full-on like song about it. We're doing this and blah, blah, blah. Rock, paper, scissors. Draw and draw and oh, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm going to sing a song. Um, and the other thing, like they throw the Madam Fluffy Pants would throw and it would be like those white streamers coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I want those. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't fully follow what, like, how that battle was meant to have played out. But I did like the idea, like, it's it, where she was trying, like, kind of just shooting in the dark, and then had those streamers just hidden. Yeah. Boom. Boom. It was super cool. The costumes in this are bonkers. I, I mean, visually, like the, I mean, the set design was all over the place, but generally, like. Interesting. Interesting, and the costumes were great, but they were also just like a mishmash of everything. Like yeah, like a classic, uh, classic kimono, classic uh, um, samurai sort of thing. But then, like, then they just when they had their little romantic dream sequence, and she's wearing that fringe dress. Yeah. Which is really cool because she kept spinning and then yeah, the yeah. fringe would spin. And I'm like, ah, I love and this fringe. And the fringe was like two rotations behind her. Yeah. Yes. Like, that was really cool. There was one spin in particular where she like goes off to the side of the screen yeah. and just like, then you watch her dress kind of follow. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's three layers of fringe coming from the shoulder. So there's one at like waist level, one layer down like at knee and one all the way to the floor. And each level of fringe Ha, is tipped a different color. Yeah. So around her she looks waist, like the Mexican flag, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so around her waist, it's sort of the tips are one color, and then her knees. And what's fun is that the sheath underneath that she's wearing has those same bands of color in the same spot to sort of support the look of it when she's moving. But when she spins, you can see underneath it. Yeah. And the fringe is so long, and it's flying out, and I want that dress. That was super cool. The song was okay. The rap number. When when Madam Fluffy Pants starts doing a rap about Mr. Pretty. And And he's there just to, like, back her up. And he's down on the ground. He's like, yeah, that's me. I'm so cool. And she's like, 
Ooh, and but it's it's Japanese, but in a kind of rap cadence, and I kind of loved it. Yeah, <laughs> it worked. It had no right to work as, as well as I don't know how she said it, but I was on board. Yeah. Before that, so we kind of jumped ahead, but I, the one thing I, I think the first visual thing that caught all of us was when Princess Raccoon and Prince Amachio. Yeah. Uh, first, like when they meet, and suddenly they're instead of in the forest, they're in a boat. Yeah. And like the boat, like the boat is stationary on the stage, and there's just a backdrop of stylized like water or waves, sort of. And well, like uh, half of the boat is cut out. Yeah. Well, they really they cool. do sort of a a puppetry effect of paper mm-hmm. with the waves drawn on it. Yeah. And then this little this little boat sort of moving through the cuts of it that is so cool looking. And then they cut to the full size boat with them in it, but the background is still that paper. Yeah. The, of the waves, and they're just standing there, and it's very kind of goofy they're acting out this scene of we're on the water i'm going to rock the boat by just leaning over but it looks completely fake and then yeah they cut away it's like the sound kind of cuts out and it's like just the two of them like kind of whispered tones and just like the creak of the oar (laughs) yeah Yeah. and it's like very little movement on the screen like it's just bizarre that it gets so minimal but it's like kind of just like draws you into it like i don't know it, it, it's very much like what I, you know, what little I've seen in his other films. Just like, sure, why not? Just yeah. there's like very quick cuts that make no sense to what nonsense. You know, yeah, right. And then we, but then when we go into the Raccoon Palace, and it's a, it's a scar. Chris, Chris <laughs> is like, uh, Smash Mouth. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there's these dudes with like orange wigs. They're like Ronald McDonald. They're like, like yeah, they're almost red. Yeah. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're marching like around, bright. playing these weird instruments, and it's they very scobby. So it's very, like, their instruments, a lot of the stuff in this feels, like, very almost, like, impressionistic, where yeah. it's, like, made to look like a thing, but not, like, you get the idea of what the thing is. So, like, their instruments are that way, too, because there's one guy that kind of looks like he's holding a trombone, but, like, then you look at it, and you're like... But it's like, but it's not really it's like that. gnarled wood. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. nothing like. And then there's a like a trumpet player, and then there's like a saxophone. A saxophone, and they're all kind of the same way. And I really like the way their instruments were done. The where it's just yeah. kind of like when you look at them as a, it's this whole the, the, this thing that comes up frequently in our podcast where you look at everybody at once and it looks like fine, and but then you like zero in on like what one person's holding, and you're like. What? That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, is this the same number where we get the people with the women on top and the guys? Or is no, that a different no, no. number? No, okay. that that's is later. Okay. That's after the love ballad. Yeah. Is it? it yeah, is. yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. So, so we get this number, which is Raccoon Palace is Paradise. And everybody, yeah, so it's basically yeah, 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 the raccoons right. just being okay. like, everything here is so great. Um, but then, I don't remember if it's the next song, but, oh, we forgot to talk about the jailer. So when <laughs> Amachio, when she brings him in and they're like, you're human, fuck you, we're going to jail you. And the jailer had, like, everybody else has got the really classic um, stylized male Japanese thing of the hair slicked back into a, a ponytail and then the bald 
shaved bald on top, but the jailer has this enormous like afro, afro much. that's kind of still very poofy, but pulled back into a little ponytail. And he is great. I don't even know what he's doing, but he's just drinking sake a lot <laughs> out, of, and, out of yeah out of a bottle that he keeps like tied to his belt. Yeah, between his legs. Underneath his little skirt <laughs> yeah. thing. He pulled up his skirt and we're like, whoa. Yeah, like, oh, oh, okay. It's okay, just a so bottle it's, of sake. It's, <laughs> woo, it's just booze under there. Thank goodness. And he's... Good old jailer booze dick. <laughs> <laughs> Raspberries! <laughs> oh, and I'm just focused on all the musical numbers. So do you remember they started the love ballad by doing a tap? Yeah. Yes. While he's While wearing he those like, sandals. Yeah, the, like yeah, those like, classic Japanese yeah. flip-flops, those thong, yeah. thong sandals. But she's got on proper character shoe tap shoes. Yeah. But they're both tapping and they're dubbing in the taps for him with these ridiculous flip-flops. And I made me so happy. <laughs> but it was right after that they, they end their love song and they're singing so sweetly. And then she sort of looks off to the middle distance over to sort of um, screen right, screen left, whatever. She's like, what's that? And then you look over, and that's where we get the butt bongos. Yes. Do you want to try to describe that? (sighs) Fuck, I don't even know how. So it's um, a bunch of women that are all facing away from the screen, kind of in a line, and then... uh, It's like like two rows. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple rows. And then there's men that are on, they're kind of like a little hunched over, but then there's men on their hands and knees that kind of crawl out um, from between their legs towards the screen. And then they. Underneath them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going between their legs. Um, And then as they, they'll take like three steps forward, like crawling out. And then the women all do, like, they basically twerk backwards. (laughs) They Uh, back it on up. Yeah, yeah. And then. Some much better than others, we noticed. Yeah. But they all have these on hanging. They off all their... have these almost like a tortoise shell type thing, mm-hmm. but it's oh, it's not on their back. It's just over their butt. And uh, we notice you don't see it on the guys first, right? You only see it on the women, uh-huh. yeah, because that's right. Because the guys are all yeah, obscured are by the away, actual women. So you see it hanging yeah. on their butts, and then you you see the guys crawling under the. I don't remember how they get you. from on the ground up, but eventually they come up. The guys do, and then they all pull out, um, I don't know, some sort of utensils to start banging, and the guys start banging the girls' butt drums, and the girls start banging the guys' butt drums, and uh, it's just weird dancing after that. It's That's the most I can describe of what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it, it goes very percussive out of nowhere, yeah. and then it's just these lines... And these women's butts sort of bouncing, and then these men crawling out from behind, underneath their legs, and you're just, whoa, what just? It's yes. very strange, <laughs> and it's also probably one of my favorite parts of the yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> What's well, it's like you, yeah, because the way that it it unfolds, like you don't really expect uh-uh. anything. Like you know, you see the women, like the lines of people facing away, and then they start dancing, and then all of a sudden there are people crawling out from under their legs. And then they're like entwined in a way that you don't expect. And then they start playing each other's butt drums. Like it just continues to get weirder and weirder. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it except it rules. Um, trying to think if there's any other like the only other real number that like really sticks out is is at the very end. Like I love that number a lot, uh, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh. So there's other stuff in between there, but yeah. it's so much of it's just a blur. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, like, well, we can jump around because it's, it's not really. I mean, it's like a fever dream. Yeah. The yeah. timeline is not important. Um. Oh, but we forgot about when the the old bat. So li- listeners, literally, anytime Princess Raccoon shows up, uh, like pretty regularly, there's this bat that sort of yeah is around that turns into a toy raccoon, and then it's a bat and it flies away. <laughs> And then at the end, you find out that that bat was this other character. Um, Hagi? Hagi. Or Haji. Haji. Uh, yeah. Um, H-A-G-I. Right. And she is, she sort of scolds Princess Raccoon. She's an older woman, so theorizing she's like a nurse or a counselor character. Um, but you find out at the end that she she's the bat, so we decided to just call her the old bat. But she once it becomes clear that Princess Raccoon has fallen in love with Amachio, she sings a song about how uh, humans are a plague and they destroy everything. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. And the best part through. is the three little girls who helped tell the story by singing about there was this one raccoon and they are and this this here's how this human killed them yeah they're super adorable yes and they um, got raccoon you know what tails they, you know what they out. remind me a lot of is in um oh, that Sion Sono movie love and peace no 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 no, no, no. Oh, uh, um, uh, with the little girl in the toothbrush commercial why don't you bring uh, why don't you play it out why don't you play it out yeah yeah yes. the little girl in the toothbrush commercial yeah. they're like three of those except like slightly different ages with like, with, with tails with tails <laughs> but they're all that same very like animated dancing and they're all smiles the whole time and they're just singing about how like they should murder all humans because well, the song is the song is like the music itself is so upbeat and like, yeah. happy and then the lyrics are literally like people are a plague horrible horrible disease <laughs> like yeah they killed all these raccoons in these vicious brutal ways yeah like it's it's just hilarious and then so they're like and this human uh strangled her to death and then they make this face and stick out their tongue <laughs> yeah and then they turn around to the next one can tell this story and these three little girls run through the whole movie whenever they are in raccoon palace and they're adorable they're super yeah. super super cute um I also like the four, there's the four women. Her handmaids. Her handmaids who, I mean, they're a typical sort of chorus type thing, but they just reminded me so much of the, like, the chorus from Little Shop. Yes. Where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I just want to see them now in a version of Little Shop. <laughs> well, and there's a part, Where I mean, jumping, sparkly purple jumping around, but like with those, those four, um, <laughs> There's a part where the jailer is like kind of confronting Amachio with like his feelings, like saying, "Oh, you you fell in love with her," and then he goes off to like sit somewhere else, and the four handmaids are singing almost like a, like an actual like bar- barbershop quartet, yes, like, harmonizing with each other, and like it's just that one scene for like a few lines, and then it's just yeah, that was great. Um, well, and they they when the wizard of the doctor the doctor of sure. the court when when Princess Raccoon is stabbed and he's like somebody needs to go get the frog oh, yeah, yeah. of 
Frog of Paradise. The Frog of Paradise. And, all, and how all the people sneak out by kind of <laughs> yeah. like sort of Russian walking out like, nope, doop, doop, not me. And the he is backed up by those same four women doing really fun choreography. Yeah. <laughs> I like that scene a lot, too. And like, then, oh, oh, when they're kind of up on the yeah, 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 yeah. that one's really good. Like and then they're all gone, yeah. and all, the only person left is Amachio, and they're he, doing a lot of jazz. And hands. he does that duck walk out. He makes it look good. I mean, yeah, it was like, smooth. That's yeah. really impressive the right? way he does that. Like all of us kind of went like, oh damn, oh shit, because <laughs> it's. He glides when he does it. That's uh-huh. what's most impressive. He's like is full he's, squat. He's full squat, and he's he's yeah he's duck walking out, but like his head doesn't move at all. His he whole just upper like glides. Body is just yeah. Like, it's like yeah, yeah stationary. It's, it's that very very specific skill. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't do that. No. I would fall over. You think you, you think you knew how to do that before? And they were like, <laughs> we're gonna put this in the movie somehow. <laughs> right? He's like, guys, I'm like, we have to show this off somehow. Just work okay. it in. I don't care. Okay, we're gonna put a whole subplot in just so you can do that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Frog of Paradise. Though, <laughs> it's the quest for it, or just it? It. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about the quest for a bit. It's a set yeah. that's covered in white and very cold. And there's a rock formation. <laughs> and all he does is take a, wa- a circle around it, demonstrating he's cold. Cut. As he walks behind it, a quick cut. Now every the white is gone. Everything's bathed in like red and orange. Mm-hmm. And he comes. He takes the same walk around it, only he's demonstrating how hot he is by taking his clothes off and like, oh, I'm so hot. Goes to walk upstairs. For a while. Four or five rotations (laughs) of take a walk around this formation and we're just going to keep cutting between these two versions of the same set. And then a golden woman appears who we later learn is his mom. Oh, it's the Lady of the Lake. And then suddenly he's climbing a ladder. Right. But it's got that really like stylized swaths of cloth sort of draped around. He's climbing the ladder. And then he finds, then it's a picture. It's a picture of the frog and a human hand comes up and just sort of covers the frog and and goes down and the frog is gone out of the picture and he's got it in his hand now. And the frog, Mike, the frog is fucking weird, um, but <laughs> I frog-ish. love it. Yeah, it's sort of, it's also like a goldish color. Well, it looks like a golden statue of yeah. a frog. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, yeah. It's more like it's like an like a frog idol. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and everything about it's just a little bit off. Uh, like as far as proportions go, just the way it looks, it just looks strange. And then well, it's like it's like it sits upright and it's got this big shit eating grin. Like these tiny yeah, little eyes. It also, and then it blinked. I was it, not yeah, prepared yeah. for it to blink, <laughs> and, and I was just like, what? <laughs> and it talks. Well, it says ribbit. <laughs> when it, when when they're they're holding it to save the princess, who has gotten up off her deathbed so she can stand in an awkward position and kind of look like a zombie but not uh-huh. move. And then they hold out the frog, close up to the frog, and the frog creepy opens its mouth in that Rankin Bass way. Yeah. And what? Yeah, it just goes ribbit. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Japanese, like it's. But it's like a really high pitched voice, and it's not like it's it's not croaking. It's just saying ribbit. Ribbit. 
Yeah. <laughs> something like seriously yeah. goofy like that. I'm not being racist. It's something really no, weird like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you remember when the, when the one doctor guy <laughs> came out and he was making such weird noises that were not being translated by yes. the, so the listeners, this dude all in white, maybe he's a wizard, maybe he's a doctor and he comes out and he's making very I think he's a Shinto priest. He might be a Shinto priest, but he's, but the, the subtitles don't translate what yeah. he's saying. So it's yeah. just these, and Chris said, it, I know it's a Japanese movie, but is it being racist? Yeah, he's like, he's like if this, if this, if that had happened in, in a movie not made by the Japanese, this would be a lot worse. <laughs> that looks like it'd be racist. And then, of course, we're like, maybe it's maybe it's Fred Astaire. <laughs> oh, dear. Callback. Well, and, and I, that's this is a good time to touch on. So we were one. We were curious how it was going to work with the timing and the actress. Um, oh, yeah. Zhang. 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 Being Chinese. Yeah, she's in a Japanese film and having I guess this was made prior to Memoirs of a Geisha. Yeah. It was? I think so. But they it did, it wasn't released until what year, after. What year was um what year was this made? This was 2000 I think it was made in 2004 and it premiered at Cannes in 2005. Princess Raccoon. Yep, 2005. And Memoirs of a Geisha was also 2005. Was also 2005. Okay. And so I have a Japanese aunt. Um, my my uncle married a Japanese woman. So I grew up regularly visiting a woman and who was Japanese. And there were some interesting stories there I could tell you sometime. But that was how I, like, listening to her talk and in some ways the casual racism of um, a Japanese woman talking about Chinese people and other Asian cultures. But also, like, when Memoirs of a Geisha came out, it was a huge thing that they had cast a Chinese actress in a Japanese role. It was, it, But, I mean, it was divisive. It was huge on both sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Japanese I, are like, it banned, how, like banned in China as well. Like how dare you cast yeah. a Jap- a Chinese woman to play Japanese. And China was like, why on earth would a Chinese woman sully herself to play a Japanese right. woman? These cultures, especially Japan and China, they've got a very long and ugly history with each other. But any Asian culture takes high offense when you just casually say, well, just cast an Asian to put like, so like, well, you can the, even look at the, uh, last year when, um, crazy rich, crazy rich Asians came out. Um, I believe they're supposed to be in Taiwan mm-hmm. in that movie. And none of the, I mean, they're all Chinese, um, actors in the movie, but none of them are Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was kind of a deal around that. And it was like, yeah, you got, you got closer. Like you at least got the country. Right. But like mm-hmm. none of these people actually look like the people that they're supposed to be. Right. Um, well, I mean, do you remember when everybody was so up in arms about the ancient one from Dr. Strange is like, yeah. just cast an Asian. It's like, no, really <laughs> don't just cast any old Asian guys. Yeah. That's really not I mean, okay. That's a, that character's a problematic character. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a, very, yeah, a lot it's, of issues there. But. Like, and let's think about, like, let's really think about 
okay, so we're going to cast an Asian character actor to play a really stereotypically Asian character. Yeah. So I, I personally am a fan of how they sidestepped it because there was just so many pitfalls there that, um, but then again, I'm not, I also understand people are like, yes, but more Asian representation. But then we got Benedict Wong, who is so great in that movie. So I, I'm still a That's fan of that. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I did call out like, wait, this is a Japanese folktale and we have a Chinese actress playing the raccoon. What the hell? And then. Yeah, at the end, I mean, well, the beginning, too, they say she's from Cathay, right? Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The jailer says. Right away. Yeah. yeah. um, Because she speaks a different language and the prince is like, what language was that? And the jailer's like, oh, she's she's not from here. She's from Cathay. Yeah. And Cathay is. China. China. So. It's the classical name for China. And we're like, oh, Clever. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Good on you. She's a Chinese raccoon, guys. Uh, she, her performance in this movie <laughs> is... I mean, a lot of it is just standing there and... Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there, sorry, like three things just triggered off in my mind <laughs> all at once. Um, yeah, there's a lot of her just stationary. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of one side, one side of her face to the camera. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, look, um, stand there, look pretty. A little weird because they'll do it. Um, like there's the part where she's chasing him when they first meet, and uh, he's like running, and then there's like her just like this, kind <laughs> of big in the background, and then there's like just like this, guys. The next one where she's just it. kind of like running, like it's her. Frozen, like in a run type thing. Yeah. yeah, like taking um, you know, in the there's that one sport where you run, you do those big, le- big leaping steps before you jump. Oh, like triple jump. Yeah, triple yeah. jump. So steps like that, like this yeah. sort of, like or um, jump man, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like or Mario. Mid-air. Mario. There yeah. we go. Bing. It's a me. And she's getting she bigger. She didn't say it's a me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a me. Like, however, I, that that came out wrong. I yeah, apologize. maybe we should just roll right past that. <laughs> um, there's no way any part of that works. Um, but as she does it, each time she gets bigger to the point of being like toweringly huge above yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. For no reason. Um, so the other thing that came up that came into my mind um, from that was the her being largely still. Was the part of the movie where they just storyboard what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> um, Not her. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with her. No, yeah, no, yeah. that's just where my it's mind is. It's about the yeah, ostrich, which we have yeah. not talked about the ostrich was it at the, all. It was it part yeah, of yeah. the ostrich. Ostrich, the ninja, who's also a raccoon? No, no. he's not, no, he's but not. they think but they he's think a he raccoon. So they're going to eat him because apparently raccoon broth is very good for you or magical properties. So they catch him and are like, you're a raccoon. We're going to wait for you to change shape and then we're going to eat you. Get in this barrel. <laughs> is that when they catch him that they do? No. The raccoon broth isn't that. until isn't – No, no, no. no. The, the part where they just cut to the like – No, it's when he's escaping. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, yeah, toward, yeah. it's towards the end. He's yeah. trying to – he's escaping and they just – Everything is like a normal movie. Everything's moving. And then all of a sudden, it's like they just put stills from like a storyboard. Like that's exactly what Chris said is exactly right um, while we're watching it. He's like, it looks like they just like 
photograph of the storyboard and put it up here. We're like, yeah. So there's like five or six of those in a row. And then like everything's over and we go back to a normal movie. <laughs> Talk about summarizing efficiently. Yeah. He, he sort of looks up, then he's on the horse, then he's outside on the horse. Then he's looking down and it's Mr. Pretty. Azuchi Momoyama. And he looks down and it's Mr. Pretty who's pissed and like, give me that horse. And then switcheroo, it's Mr. Pretty looking down on him, like on the ground where he's clearly fallen. And then the horse riding off into the distance. Yeah. All of that happens in about five seconds, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's Boom. Like shot. Boom. Like single, yeah, still Boom. shot, still frames. Boom. Boom. Six in a row, and then you're done. Like, wow, that efficiently yeah. got through that right. sequence. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> There's the scene where the kid is peeing on him. Yeah, that's weird. It's Yeah, it's more implied than shown, but it's still there. Yeah, it doesn't actually happen, but it's about to. I mean, but then he, he does open his mouth. Right. He yeah. says, "I'm a toilet." He says, "I'm not a toilet," and then and then like, he goes, "No, you are." Yeah, yeah, and then he goes, "Okay, I'm a toilet," and then he opens his mouth. <laughs> you're either a if you're not a toilet, then I kill you. Like that was the yeah. subtext is like if you're not if you're not a raccoon and therefore a toilet, then I should kill you. Well, I guess then I'm a raccoon and a toilet because I don't want to die. And he opens his mouth, and you're oh, cut. Yep. Except to scene. Yay, thank you. Don't want to think yeah. about that too long. Yeah, all of us just kind of went, what? Huh? <laughs> oh, no. We forgot about the the guards who have the huge prosthetic bellies oh, yeah. that are yeah. also yeah. drums. I, had, I hadn't forgotten. And then they beat on them. There. God, those were so great. I don't even remember how they came. Like, at what point did they even show up? I don't remember. It was like, in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the beginning or the and, like, end. They're guards of some kind, and, but they're just sitting around with fake like fake bellies but just like exposed and then they're just like slapping their bellies like drums and they make great drum sounds yeah, I mean, oh it was so cool i mean it looked so cool yeah i don't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on in that movie though i kind of want to find a more mainstream japanese musical but i don't know if there's such a thing like cuz that's that's suzuki yeah yeah so like that's yeah, that's a Suzuki is. film I mean, first and a musical second. Oh, for sure. I don't, the only other Japanese musical I've thought of us doing, I mentioned to you last week as we were leaving, is uh, Happiness of the Katakuris. Yeah. yeah. Which rules. But um, that's um. Uh, Mike. 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 Yeah. yeah. And again, again, it's the same thing. It's a Mike movie first. Yeah. Guys, should we be worried about the Japanese culture? I'm really no. They don't have enough musicals. And well, clearly they need more musicals to make them more happy because between Mike and Suzuki, Shansono, like the and I love these films, don't get me wrong, but they betray a really <laughs> yeah. problematic worldview. Uh, yeah. There's some unhealthy things going on over there. Like in some cases, love and peace, it ends up still making my heart happy. And then in some other cases, in the case of Mike, oh, God, oh, God, I watched that whole movie. Oh, no. I remember when I saw Happiness of the Catacurries at Weird Wednesday, and they're like, Who's, who here has seen a Mike before? And I, and I, it came out before anybody else responded. I was just, ah. They were like, oh, audition, huh? Someone has. Yep. Yep, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I would. I, we talked about it last week. Uh, yeah, I don't know of another one. I mean, 
Yeah, we, I mean, it'd be it, like the only list, ones I can think of are musicals second. Like they're not. Well, and anything I mean, like the other ones we've done. Even, yeah, but even if they're more of a classic style of musical, yeah. even if that's not what they are first and foremost, I'd still be curious about it. Um, I'll have to do a little bit more digging around, see what we can find. Maybe one of the citizens of Jazz Handia can help us out. Yeah. If you know of a Japanese musical, I'm. <sighs> this is a culture that I'm fascinated by, but it's so hard to penetrate when you're not part of the culture. Yeah. yeah. To understand, because there's just so much happening on any given at any in any given moment. There's so much cultural weight that becomes yeah, opaque. Like no matter how how into it you are from from you know. From our perspective, like you, you just didn't grow up immersed in it in a way that would ever make sense. Like I don't know why that's important, mm. but I think it was important. Or you completely missed things that were important to just whoop. Yeah. So well, I just googled Japanese musical movie and happened to say the Katakuris was the first thing that came up. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's great, and it we do need yeah. to show it to somebody so we can talk about it. Oh, also, Shion Sono, Tokyo Tribe. Oh, there's that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, no, I wouldn't count Love and Peace as a musical, even no. though there is music in it. There is, yeah, but... It's, it's like a it's, song. It's one song, really. Yeah. Like, that will be in our heads for the next... Ever is so come. great. Yeah. Oh, it makes my heart happy. Um, oh. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So at the end with the ostrich, the ostrich kind of apparently gives up and decides he just wants to be broth. And you see him in a giant pot like it's a hot tub. It's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, basically. And then the, <laughs> but the kids make a comment, but his balls are so small. He's like, I'm a raccoon, but his balls are so small. And we were laughing. But I think I mentioned in the intro, I saw when I first started watching these anime, the first one I watched was about raccoons who can shapeshift by grabbing their testicles and like forming them into clothes around them. So their testicles needed to be big enough. And I'm just assuming that's what that line meant. I've never but, seen what you're talking about, but that would, that it, would track with what we, what we, Wendy watches <laughs> some weird porn. You know? <laughs> it was animated. And that's mm-hmm. saying anything else. Those two things are but not yes, mutually <laughs> exclusive. You are not. I don't know correct. if you've ever heard of this thing called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> There's animated porn? What? Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, raccoon balls. Um, Final thoughts? Um, so there is the, oh, so there's the, the everyone's a raccoon number. Um, At the end, yes, you wanted yeah, to talk yeah, about the final which number. Which is like, wonderful. Yeah, we're there. The uh, Smash Mouth comes back and plays, and then it's great. Like everybody's, like it's their big happy. We're all, we're not all that different number. Um, and so everyone's like, I'm a raccoon, and they have these plastic raccoon masks that they just put on their faces. <laughs> um, except Mr. Pretty. Mr. Pretty. Mr. Pretty doesn't. And the he like people throws who, his away, right? Well, he has one, and he like he looks at it and like is in total disgust, and just like tosses it off screen. Yeah. And then uh, the humans who are trying to eat the ostrich, oh, they're yeah. like, "We're not. We're not." <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but like, oh, but before, yeah. So he throws his away, and then Fluffy Pants like hands him another one. Yeah. Or just like like shoves it in his face. Yeah. <laughs> and it like looks even more disgusted, and just like slaps it on her face. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the, uh, 
at the very end. So everybody gets their raccoon faces except for those people. And then um, there's this weird inset image of of um, Princess Raccoon and Homeboy. And, and they're both sort of standing there like they're totally not into each other anymore. Did you notice that? Like, it's really awkward. They look yeah. bored. Well, like it shows them first when that number first starts, and they're like, like wrapped in each other's arms and like totally in love, and then it like goes around the room like we're all raccoons. And by the time it cuts back to them, like a few minutes later, they like can't even look at each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, but then it's then it closes in on her, closes in on her, and she's just like, me too, or I am, or whatever, and then she has a really disturbing looking like her mask is her mask is weird. stylized to look pretty which makes it look creepy and wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah like imagine like, someone walking into your room at like three in the morning wearing that and just ooh. like right by your bed <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the the shape of the mask is still a raccoon but i'm gonna do that tonight the design is human <laughs> like the, yeah. the face is human but the the Shape of the mask is wrecked. It's in the Uncanny Valley somewhere. You're just like, that's not. Nightmare. That doesn't look like what it. Like human or animal. It's not right. Right. Yeah, but that number is delightful. So, favorite number? Butt drum, right? I mean, is there another. Yeah, the butt drum. I like, yeah. (laughs) The butt drums. And I think also tied with that is the little girl singing about. Yeah. yeah, How how brutally murdered. The raccoons right. were by humans. Yeah, but just I'm just for I'm, the juxtaposition of the music and the lyrics, like I just and the little kids singing it so happily, like I just love that. Yeah, but the butt drums are also butt drums, butt yeah, drums for, for me sure. all the way. <laughs> that's that's my jam. All right, um, so that was Princess Raccoon. That was, yeah, I uh, that was a real scattershot uh, <laughs> movie. I feel like we gave them in our podcast the experience. Ex- that's what I was saying. Yeah. I was like, that's if you did not watch the movie. This last however long we've been talking is exactly the same as having watched yeah. it because it's kind of just all over the place. If if you haven't seen it and are interested to, I found it on Amazon for ten or fifteen bucks, but be warned that it is not a US region. Yeah, disc, check your check your region. So you would need a region free player to watch it. Uh, what are you are you implying that there's some sort of time span between when we no, recorded our intro and when we actually watched the movie? I'm saying I knew this. I think we actually in. even mentioned that in the episode we ended up recording instead. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to watch this other thing. That's fine. Um, so like like rate review subscribe. Rate review subscribe. Rate review subscribe. Yeah, do those um, things. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Give us a comment. Let us know. Uh, if you have suggestions, we're totally open and on board. Yeah, apparently and, we need more Japanese and or other Asian I would musicals. love it. Yeah, like, I'm I mean, very I've, curious. I've seen very few, so I'm really know anything, what you know. Any, like, anything foreign, like, yeah. I think we'd all be interested in. Like, we know a few that are on our list, like the lore and uh, things like that, but, like, and obviously a shitload of there, we haven't probably an endless supply of Bollywood. Oh my stuff god, to cover. that's its own podcast. But uh, but yeah, anything fifty that's, year podcast <laughs> that's international that that has that's a musical like we'd be very interested in listening. So if you know of one, just like yeah, hit us up and tell us. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Also, uh, we definitely will have posted this on our Twitter, and she will have had this for a while, but I wanted to shout out real quick. Uh, my friend Erica started a new podcast, and I was on it, um, and Vinny and I are going to be on it. And uh, at some point, we'll probably rope Wendy in as well. Um, <laughs> it's called Customers Also Watched, and um, she basically starts on Amazon Prime with a movie, and the only movie she's allowed to pick next is from the Customers Also Watched. And so it's just going down a rabbit hole of really shitty Amazon Prime movies and then talking about them. And it's a lot of fun, and you should check it out. I'm on board for going down those rabbit holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the one we're about to do um, once I work out a time for us is someone who's – his mother's burned to death or something. And so he goes out for vengeance and stalks people with a flamethrower. And I was like – this sounds amazing. Yeah. Customers also watched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, flamethrower. I'm just wondering at what point is like, is there an end point where it's like nobody watched anything else? <laughs> like people watched be, people watched this movie and then and then died and then, <laughs> and then yeah, they like, just lost all hope in humanity and went, I never need to watch it. Or they found something so amazing and like. No other movie can yeah. compare. No. This is the apex. When does it circle back into good movie territory? <laughs> like or something like that. Like the path of it. I'm fascinated yeah. by this. I can't I can't wait. All right, listeners, this was Real Education, the musical. The musical. And I have been Wendy. I'm Vinny. And Mike. And we will talk to you next week. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on Real Education. Butt stuff. <laughs> what? What's going on? Normally, when I sing butt stuff, I get mm-hmm. a response, but you're just on your phone, like what? Oh, I thought you were still messing around with that. I'm posting pictures. Good job. Of butt stuff. Of butt stuff. <laughs> posting pictures of butt stuff. <laughs> there is a very specific website. Only, only one. <laughs> I'm just worried now we're gonna get tagged for porn content. <laughs> what's up? What's on the real ed Twitter feed today? Butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. We were doing Moulin Rouge, the Can Can Girls, and so mm-hmm. I was trying to grab audio from the DVD uh, to like splice it together and make a good sound edit. And so I, I asked a friend to do it, and he was working on it. And as he was trying to pull it out, the best sound came from the the Spanish, the Spanish dub. Oh, and so okay. if you listened closely, when Ziegler says the can can, he actually goes, il can can. <laughs> <laughs>